0: I guess the basics the entire synopsis of trading psychology and how we need to really figure out our relationship with money our relationship with self our relationship with other things you know ego there's the the fear the greed that comes into all this and how we can find calmness amongst all of that how we can sit back observe all the emotions all the movement all of the the other psychology without a reaction and go, I need to dismiss all of this. I need to be calm, objectively review what is happening. This is turning around. My trading plan is helping me, telling me objectively what I should be doing. Let's ignore the subjective review and go, yes, you're right. With calmness, I will respond because that's what I'm told to do. That's what my trading plan says to do. That's what I have told my previous self what to do. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. My name is Jake and you are listening to The Success Shift, a show where perfection does not exist but learning and growth take center stage. Have you ever felt stuck? Like you're doing all the work but not getting the results? Maybe you feel like there's something missing. Perhaps there is some sort of internal shift that's needed to really get you to that next stage of success. Well, buckle up and join me as we jump into the minds of those who have been successful in their field and dive a little deeper into what is actually needed to get you to that next level. Is success just a state of mind? Does believing you're successful act as a catalyst to greater success? Is it something we can work on, or are some people just luckier than others? No matter what you're into or where your passion lies, if you're wanting change or a shift in perspective, then you are definitely going to want to tune in. Good morning. Good evening. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to another episode of The Success Shift. My name is Jake and I am very happy to be here. I am feeling pumped and energized. I had a little bit less sleep last night because I was just putting some finishing touches on the first phase of the Ultimate Trading Plan course. Um, I'm beyond happy with how it's turning out and I'm I'm very grateful to have this opportunity. we had half the spots for the beta testing gone within the first hour, so I'm extremely grateful for that. There's a few spots left. If you're listening on the podcast, there probably won't be any opportunity for you by the time this comes to air. I apologize, um, but there will still be pre-sale tickets, so I'll be dropping the link in that. But things are going good. Uh, energy's high, lots of um, lots of work going into lots of things, and yeah, I'm beyond grateful Uh, today for just the opportunities that i've been given and it really is a matter of saying yes to the things that present themselves when they present themselves and um one of the discussions i had with a friend just recently who was asking me you know how am i doing all these things and where how do i get to where i'm at and it's it's not so much that i've gotten anything different to anyone else but i've just been open to saying yes more times. And don't get me wrong, there's been so many things that I've said yes to that have fallen flat or that I've put effort and energy into that have gone to shit or things that I've just ended up going, this was a waste of time and money and blah, 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 blah. But you don't get to the level of success without going through those failures. And you don't, it's not about them being failures, it's about them being lessons and how much you can learn from them. And it's the same in trading as entrepreneurship. You have to put your, your leg out and you have to try and you have to be willing to fail and fall down but more importantly you have to be willing to analyze and review every time you get up so that you can improve there's no good in just hitting your head against the wall and being like oh why does this still hurt you know change direction do something different it's all about trying failing learning and putting what you've learned back into action so that you can repeat in a in a better more productive way same with entrepreneurship same with trading okay um and Segueing into what i want to talk to you about when you first start out on i think any entrepre- entrepreneurship or in trading it can feel like chaos it's just so many things are happening and you've got this coming from this direction and, and you know don't get me wrong there's still times that it feels like chaos but what i've learned over time is to find clarity in the mind during that chaos and this to me has been one of the key secrets that i have taken me forever to learn um But I've realized that the way that I am and the way that I respond and react and the way my brain works is finding that equanimity, that clarity of mind, that calmness amongst the chaos. Now, equanimity really is the opposite to excitement, but chuck some ones in the chat. If when you first come into trading and still now, there's nothing wrong with it if it's still now, but you get excited when you have a winning trade, you get excited when Um, things are going your way when you have a good week like it is exciting right it's really nice feeling to be able to sit there and look back and be like yeah look at the money i made like it's great and i think you should be able to um reward yourself and feel great about those things but there's a difference between the feeling of pride um and being happy with yourself and and over over i don't say over exaggerate, but full excitement um and that is where we kind of need to find that line because sometimes when we get too excited and we, we start to get on a roll we get this feeling of how do you want to say you just get this feeling of confidence that can be over exuding and lead to um, falsified confidence which can then lead to mistakes and failures and stuff like that so we need to keep our reins on our excitement and i think what i've learned is that it's not about jumping and screaming out the window, like, yes, I'm amazing. Look what I've done. But about being proud internally and able being able to move on. You know, I spoke, a, I think a last week, euphoria. Thanks, Devon. Yeah, that's a good word for it. A feeling of euphoria where you get very, yeah, like I said, over. I'm going to hang on. Too many buses going past. Um, yeah, feeling of euphoria. And then you can get complacent and then we can have mistakes being made. So what i want to talk about is that that equanimity that ability to find the calmness that ability to be present and and really mindfulness is a, is a key aspect to this equanimity but having equanimity allows us to become objective not subjective when assessing our risk and reviewing our trades and re- you know reviewing risk in general okay and this is a massive important aspect which i think a lot of people don't really comprehend the difference and when we're looking at risk so like every time we get into a trade i I speak a lot about this fully accepting your risk you have to accept the risk of going into a trade if you have once you fully accept the risk of going into the trade then you're able to manage it better and less emotionally and you have that calmness and you can really um yeah manage it in an objective way i guess is the best way to put this but when we don't fully accept the risk when we have a need for the money when we have um, some kind of desperation we start to view these things subjectively because we actually have a connection we have something a sunken cost um, in each of these individual trades and so it becomes a lot harder to let go I'm sure you've heard of directional bias Um, sometimes people hold on to their losing trades a lot longer because they're stuck in this directional bias. They don't want to look for the exits. They don't want to accept the fact that, okay, this is turning around. Maybe this is a bearish engulfing candle below the aqua and I'm in a buy. But no, it could turn around. You know, there's hope trading this. Oh yeah, but maybe the next one's here and it could turn around off that. That's because you have a sunken cost into this movement of the market. And now you're assessing the risk subjectively, not objectively, okay? And when you have this equanimity, You're able to calmly and rationally view the situation in a sense that isn't attached to emotion. So you're not reactive. You're now responsive. You have the calmness and the clarity. So therefore, you're able to do what's best for the capital rather than what's best for your ego, your emotion, your your bank account. And when I say the capital, I mean the percentage capital of your trading account not the dollar amount that's going to be in your your bank account okay this is a this comes you know a perfect way to I suppose summarize this is from Mark Douglas it it was one of his amazing say, quotes is when the internal struggle ends everything becomes easy and if you think about every time you're in a trade that's losing or that's difficult or that's stressful you can probably get to a point Chuck someone in the chat if you've been in the trades where maybe it's not going your way and you're like oh but then it could do this and then hang on if it if it just does this then it will go in my direction or what, but what if I, if it if it closes here then maybe i should be getting out but maybe i shouldn't and or maybe it will actually hit this next one and then it could reverse and it's it's stressful it, it, you, you know you're trying to analyze every single tick you're trying to make sure that you're not wrong you're trying to subjectively review and assess the risk in the hopes that it will go in your direction and it, it's uh, it's frantic because what's happening is this internal struggle of like will i be wrong will i not and it gets very stressful but as soon as that goes away way think about the time when you're in a trade and it's just moving up and there's no you're not doing anything but going oh my trading plan says trail by x amount of points trail by the yellow ema whatever it is on candle closure okay there's no internal struggle just do what i have to do okay next one do what i have to do okay took me out i got x amount of points how easy is that everything becomes easy right Chuck some ones in the chat if you've had that situation and it's super easy Because I know that there's a huge difference between those two scenarios. Now, the difference isn't on the charts. The charts are still moving in a manner that the charts are moving. The difference is our correlation to how we feel about what's happening on the charts. Now, in one of them, the expectation is matching the reality we expect it to enter a trade and it's to make a lot of money so therefore the reality is that and there's no battle going on i can just step by step calmly do what i'm meant to be doing now sometimes not sometimes you're in a trade and it's like oh should i exit here is it going to turn around is it going to blow through this what should i do and then again this internal struggle builds up and it doesn't become easy right <laughs> it's happened before so it might do it this time yeah that might You've highlighted it, which is perfect because that needs to be gone because the might needs to be out of trading. It should be exactly what's happening right here, right now. But I love that you've said exactly how you've said it because it's true. You go, well, it's done it like last time. It blew straight through the level. So I may as well give it extra room so it does that and doesn't pull me out before it takes off and goes 100. Oh, what? It just turned around and I missed out on half my points. Okay, bugger. So we have to understand that there's this internal struggle and that is what makes trading difficult because we can't have consistency in our trading. We don't have that equanimity. We don't have the ability to consistently do the same thing over and over again. It creates an internal struggle. If you trade just by looking at the charts and going, okay, when should I, without any indicators, I mean, some people do naked naked charts and that's fine. That's just completely reasonable. I just don't know how to do it. Um, but you jump on, You're used to trading with a strategy. Now you don't. Think about the internal struggle. Should I buy here? Should I say, I got no idea. I've got no guidance. It's going to be this internal struggle, which is going to create the turmoil, which is going to make you start to panic and it's not going to be easy. Now, this is a selfless plug, but when you have a trading plan, right? The ultimate trading plan course just come out. You should check it out. Description will be below. When you have a trading plan, you actually have a structured process in how you can respond to what's happening. This creates that equanimity because you no longer have to subjectively guess based on how you feel relative to the risk you've got on the charts, you can go, this is what my trading plan tells me to do. This is what I need to be doing. There is no battle. There is no internal struggle. There is no, should I, if, when, how, it's, my trading plan says do this at candle closure. Therefore, I'm doing this at candle closure. It becomes easy. The struggle then becomes, when should I trust my trading plan? Is that the right thing to do? How do I know that my trading plan is correct? How do I know? Why should I trust it? Then there's an internal struggle there. Okay. If you know every part of it and every aspect of it and you've built it for yourself, really based around your strategy, then hopefully you will have that ability to trust it. And so therefore you can use it, you can analyze, track, journal, and you can figure out what's good, what's not. But the idea behind it is to have that calmness, to allow you the calmness on the charts. And not only that, but when you are calm, when you do have that equanimity, when you are in a state which is able to just observe, then you're able to assess the risk much easier. Put some ones in the chat if you have had trouble exiting a trade, even though an exit has come up before in a live trade. Ones. Yeah. I, For me, it was ages. For me, it's probably still one of my weaknesses that I need to work on. Right. Now. For those of you that said one or for those that you don't have it, I want you to think about, is it a hell of a lot easier in a demo account where you know the money doesn't matter to exit that trade? Check some ones in the chat if it is. Okay. <laughs> Lol, yes. Check some twos in the chat if it doesn't make a difference, it's still hard to exit. Okay, we've got we got no egotistical traders on this call. That's fine. So the, the reason I ask this is because If you do have an issue closing a demo account when it's turning around, then you know it's no longer the money. It's more the ego. If it's more like, oh, I'm going to be wrong on this trade, I can't close this, even though an exit's showing itself on a demo account, then... The issue lies the ego, because you need to be right. If you have no problem at all taking an exit on a demo account, but you do have a problem taking it on a live account, then we know that it's the money that's causing this issue. This is trading psychology. This is a relationship with money or a need or desire for that exact amount to stay to you that is making you behave differently to how you normally would. And these are the things that we need to assess. So just then you've done an exercise, everyone on this call anyway, as to whether you're your ego is the thing holding you back or whether it's the relationship with money. So now you can look at the relationship with money and you can go, right. I want you to think about if you're risking 2% per trade and you see it start to turn around, you're like, oh, I don't really want to let this go. I don't want to lose. some ones in the chat if you've had that issue, right? Same people probably had the same issue, right? It's the same thing. Then I want you to look at it as if you had only 0.1% risk on that trade. Do you think, you're going to have the same issue closing it out, because this is a massive thing when we talk about when when I talk to traders, and I often say, why don't you reduce the lot size? Because they often have you know two percent risk, one percent risk. That's, that's great. I, I think that's really reasonable. But it's only reasonable if your risk tolerance matches that. If you've got a thousand dollar account and two percent, or I was about to do two percent, like twenty bucks, um, then. How much does that mean to you? If you can lose twenty dollars, then that risk tolerance isn't going to mean much. Therefore, if it's about to exit with maybe you're like, ah, oh, it's gonna, I'm going to lose seven dollars. You know, who cares about that? You can take the exit. If you've now got a hundred thousand dollar account and you're looking at two percent being, you know, two grand, and it's come down and you're you, you you stop your exit's going to be halfway through. Are you honestly able to go? Oh yeah, that's okay. I can just dismissive of $1,000, like it doesn't matter. For most people, the answer is no. And that's because their relationship with money. That's because the way they look at trading in a dollar aspect. That's because they don't have that equanimity to objectively review a trade. They are subjectively reviewing the trade relative to the sunken cost of that trade. So therefore, they haven't fully accepted the risk of the trade before entering. If you reduce that to point- Five of a percent or to point 0.1 as i was originally saying that two grand then becomes a hundred dollars much easier to close out a trade when half of that's gone so 50 bucks it's like okay 50 dollars yeah yeah i can actually close that out it's, it's no problem see how that's exact same trade different scenario different relationship to money giving you a non-objective response but a subjective response and this is The important aspect I want you to understand here is that having equanimity and being able to be truly free in your assessment of the situation or assessment in the risk allows you to trade objectively, not subjectively. And it's a hard thing. This is what trading psychology is. This is about learning yourself so you can take away that subjective point of view that makes you hold on to trades, that makes you do irrational things, that makes you do illogical things. We want to get to a point where we're objectively reviewing it, saying, "No, that is turning around. Doesn't matter about the dollars. Doesn't matter about the points. This is a sign that I have predetermined that is turning around on me. Therefore, my move is wrong. And probability speaking, more times than more t- more times than not, it will turn around here, and I'm going to continue to lose money if I don't exit. Yes, sometimes it might reject. And if you find that you take that exit, and nine out of ten times it turns around." but you've tracked that, you've analyzed it, you've written it in your emotions and you've gone back and reviewed it. Then you can say, this exit isn't for me. I need to look at something else. But until you can do that, you can't tell whether it's going to be beneficial for you or not. This is, I guess, the basics, the entire synopsis of trading psychology and how we need to really figure out our relationship with money, our relationship with self, our relationship with other things, you know, ego, there's, the the fear, the greed that comes into all this and how we can find calmness amongst all of that. How we can sit back, observe all the emotions, all the movement, all of the the other psychology without a reaction and go, I need to dismiss all of this. I need to be calm, objectively review what is happening. This is turning around. My trading plan is helping me, telling me objectively what I should be doing Let's ignore the subjective review and go, yes, you're right. With calmness, I will respond because that's what I'm told to do. That's what my trading plan says to do. That's what I have told my previous self what to do. And that is going to give me the best option in capital preservation and you know, in longevity of trades. Because if you can end up taking a small loss, yeah, it may hurt in that momentary point. You might go, ah, oh, that's not what I wanted. Who cares? Within a few seconds, you'll be on to the next looking for a setup Let's move on. But if you allow it to come back and you could have taken eight points and then you realize that, ah, you know what, my, my emotions took over and I had to watch it hit my full stop loss. And now instead of losing eight points, I've lost 24 points or 32 points. You know, that's three or four times the amount. That's three or four opportunities to enter into a winning trade that you have passed up on purely because your ego or whatever it is at that time was stronger than your ability to objectively review a trade and your ability to follow your trading plan. You have not only lost a full stop loss, but you have somewhat taken away another three opportunities to enter into a winning trade because you take the exit every single time, you're going to maybe reduce it by your, your, your loss by half, 75%. That means the one trade where you decided, no, my emotions are stronger, limits you from... Three other possible trades in capital when we're talking capital. Make sense? We've got totally makes sense in the chat. We've got, I'm slowly changing my mindset from dollars loss or made to points. Perfect. Seems to give me less stress. It should. That's awesome. Um, really starting to read the Janie information. Yep. See how I'm doing, especially now doing my FTMO. That's perfect. Yes, yes, yes. Ones, ones, ones. Okay, great. We spoke a little bit about directional bias, okay? This is that linked sunken cost. If you're in a buy, selling sh- signs are showing, but you refuse to acknowledge them, this is because you're subjectively reviewing the trade, not objectively reviewing because um, because you have got that sunken cost. Now, we've talked a little bit about reducing the lot size and how this can be very beneficial to allow you to really see your trading plan out and really see objectively what's happening on the charts. You must understand that every person's risk is different, and subjectively different you everyone here is probably in a different situation a financially be in life c maybe in the current mood of that day so really the risk is very different for every person and we need to find a way to find consistency within that and yes we're going to say it 101 times but that is a trading plan a trading plan allows us a baseline to find consistency in all these things that we need to be finding consistency in okay Right, objectively calculating downside versus upside, an infinite amount of times, is the recipe to creating huge wealth. This was a quote from Anton Creel. I've just found him on YouTube. Actually, he's a he's a really high-end trader. I think on Wall Street, Uh, he's got some really interesting stuff. And I love what he said here: objectively calculating downside versus upside correctly, an infinite amount of times, is your way to true wealth. And that's kind of exactly what we were touching on in the sense that. When we objectively review our risk, what is the downside? What is the what is the loss potential here? What is the gain potential here? And more often than not, if you're going to be you know, um, making profit, you look for, okay, this is a downside. This is an upside. Upsides greater than downside. It is worth the risk. However, once we jump in subjectively, we really find it hard to assess that clearly. We cannot find the freedom to look at that without any kind of influence from our outside world. And therefore, it becomes really hard to objectively review that over and over again. Um, So this freedom creates clarity, which creates the ability to objectively review rather than subjectively review. And if we can have equanimity amongst the chaos, we are able to then step back from that subjective assessment of our risk. And we're able to objectively review what's going on. And therefore, we are able to make more informed, more clear, and more defined, responsive decisions rather than emotional-based, reactive holding on to trades far too long, money losing decisions. Does that make sense to everybody? Please chuck some ones in the chat if you've gotten something out of this because I know it was a lot to take in. Um but understanding the difference here is really paramount to you being able to stay disciplined and control yourself in the markets. Okay? Having equanimity prevents the reactivity behavior and a mind that is impartial with a mind that is impartial yet discerning basically the best summary of equanimity in the markets that i've kind of heard having equanimity promotes prevents not promotes having equanimity prevents the reactivity behavior and creates a mind that is impartial yet discerning okay we have to understand that also having equanimity is about being discern having discernment as well we don't want to sit there and become passive doing nothing is just as bad as panicking we want to be clear calm but decisive and stick with those decisions every time in the same way objectively by using a trading plan that you've designed and created with your rules and risk tolerance in mind okay hope that makes sense. This is why we talk about doing your brain warmups. This is why we talk about checking your emotions. This is why we talk about having that emotional control and detachment because these things are what trading psychology is that makes us do different things on the charts, okay? And we don't want to do different things every time we want to do the same thing. All right, everyone. I'm going to wrap that up there because I could just repeat myself over and over again because this really is an important aspect. But I hope you have learned something because um, this really is an important Aspect to learn, I guess. Um, so for those of you listening on the podcast, I will be speaking to you again soon. For those traders, let's jump in. Make sure you got your emotional journal open. Make sure that you've got your brain warm-up done, your trading plans read. Make sure you've done your lot size calculations. And for everyone that wasn't on at the start, my trade ultimate trading plan course was released just last night. Half of the spots for the beta testing were gone within an hour. I haven't checked how many are left, but I know we do have a few still. Um being a beta tester basically just means having the course at discounted but you'll see anything that's wrong and that's where i need the feedback errors mistakes editing that kind of stuff um so that we can really make it as best as possible for everyone pre-sale tickets are available launch will be october 1st if you're listening on the podcast there probably won't be any beta tickets left by the time this comes to uh comes live but for everyone else feel free to jump in and yeah much love to everyone i will speak to you again very soon. Bye for now.